Welcome back to another special episode brought to you by Miss Horn's Public Speaking 2 class, Effort from Ben and Producer Dave. This group of seniors speaks about the fun activity that can be played virtually anywhere on grass, the sand, maybe tiny rocks, but not on concrete. I do not recommend that. This is spike ball. They deep dive into the rules, interviews, and just all around the fun of the game. Um, let's just get right into it. Welcome to Out of Pocket. I'm Sarah. I'm Delia. And I'm Anya. And we are your co-hosts. We're here to talk about Spikeball today, which is a very beloved game to the three of us. So yeah, Delia, you want to get us into what Spikeball is for those of you who don't know? Uh, yeah, so Spikeball is a team sport played by two teams of two players. In our case, Ani and I play against um, Sarah in our friend Church. Um, opposing teams line up across from each other with a spike ball net in the center, which is basically like a, a trampoline, um, like a tiny little trampoline. And the ball is put in play with a serve uh, to the opposing player. And you kind of just hit it back and forth on the net, on the little trampoline. Um, you have three hits. Uh, and in simpler terms, it's volleyball with a trampoline. Right. And you're just waiting for somebody to mess up. Oh, yeah. That's Which how is you also, lose. If you've ever played volleyball, very similar to volleyball. It's just whoever drops the ball first loses. Mm -hmm. um, that usually happens with like crazy slams or spikes or whatever. And there are there's setting um, and there's spiking. Um which is normally broken up into offense and defense almost that kind of forms. Um, do you want to talk about our like experience specifically in spike ball? Yeah, let's get into it. So the first time that we all played spike ball together was back in 2020. And basically we had decided to pod during COVID um, to do our virtual school together. And we also were in a pod next to my brother and a few of his friends. Um, so we kind of did our virtual classes every day in um, the same space. At the beginning of the year, we did our virtual classes every day. <laughs> yeah. We'll get more on that later. <laughs> but my brother and his friends, we saw playing a few times. Um, and then one day, we just tried it. We decided to try it out. And it was pretty much love at first spike. <laughs> I mean. Not really, though. We kind of hated it at first. <laughs> okay. Well, that line sounded cool. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It started as just this thing that um, I think Anya's brother played with us the first time because yeah. at the time it was Sarah, Anya, and I all in the pod. Um, and we needed a fourth member, obviously. Uh, and we were, I don't know, we kind of felt neutral about it. It was a way to fill the day. Mm -hmm. But it was like a bag of Doritos. Once you eat the first one, I mean, it's fine. But then you keep going back and you don't know why. <laughs> Spikeball is also a game that 
it's more fun the better you are Mm. like before you start practicing and before you get the hits down like it can be pretty frustrating but once you start to pick it up then it just gets more and more exciting and the rallies get longer and the energy builds um and you stop going to class (laughs) you start doing it for eight hours a day you shuffle our 2000s playlist oh yeah so there's a whole culture almost that formed i don't know if this is universal to be honest but within (laughs) us um the way that almost like skater culture is very chill and laid back uh, with the music, the outfits, everything like that. Ours was kind of the opposite. <laughs> everything was insanely high energy all the time. Yeah, the uh, current music wasn't enough um, energy for what we were going for. So Anya's right. We had this like 2000s playlist with these like hyper intense songs that were crazy upbeat but they just brought us so much happiness and fit the intense vibe that spike ball was for us um and i i think the music played a huge role in like how much we loved the game and how we played it it was not you know this thing where it was laid back and you weren't really trying it was like if there was a hard spike you were falling to the ground trying to get it um you, you did everything to try to get the point. It was it was very intense, but I think that's what made it so fun for us. Yeah, I totally agree. And I also feel like another part of the music for me was the nostalgia, because obviously a lot of the songs like I grew up with and I listened to on like 101.9 in my car rides <laughs> at Burnley Moran. And hearing those songs again, it felt like I was in summer camp again. Like mm-hmm. we would put on the music and we would go outside and we'd just play our little games of spike ball. But it felt so big because it just felt like we were in elementary school again. Yeah. Another part of that kind of cultural element of it was drinking bang energies every day. <laughs> okay, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was, uh, oh, church was definitely the most. Yeah. Um, but also like wearing athletic clothes every mm-hmm. day because who were we kidding? We were not doing school. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just kind of this, way of life that we transitioned into for sure um spike ball wasn't really like it it always felt like you know it was kind of just us um and I think when we were coming back into in-person school we started to realize that there were other people playing the game I don't I don't know and maybe I'm biased but I don't know if anyone plays it as intensely as we do um but we wanted to speak to some of the people that we know play it and that we've played with before. So um, we have two teams that we always play with. Um, I play with Church, who we're bringing on later, and we're going to kind of talk about our team and um, how we play together. But Delia and Anya are teammates, and I think you guys should get into why you guys work so well together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it really is all about balance. Like, if you think of a soccer team, you need defenders and you need the strikers. And I'm only breaking it into two categories because there's only two people on each team. And so we kind of naturally settled into a dynamic of um, I was kind of the attacker and Delia was more of a defender. So Delia would focus on receiving spikes from the other team, especially from Sarah, because she's more of the offense on the other team. And so she just got really good at receiving and giving really good passes that set up for good spikes. And then I practiced um, getting those spikes. Yeah. 
it was almost a mental game like my reflexes really had to develop and i had to work with anya to figure out what kind of hits um kind of worked well for her because there were times where i like on a one-off would play with church and she was like that hit was not good for me (laughs) you know she would need something faster or harder and um i think everybody's different (laughs) for sure um and yeah i was definitely more of a defender yeah and i feel like i mean outside of the game i think this kind of started um creating more of a depth in our friendship honestly Mm -hmm. because we just became like partners like it just started this like you know better understanding each other um we made our handshake like we knew what to say to the other person during the game when they were like getting really upset like we backed each other Mm -hmm. if there was a debate which we can talk about that too because that was another big part of spike ball is how angry we got (laughs) yeah personality honestly plays into it a lot yeah i think anya and i are super uh we have like a humorous relationship we're compatible game we're compatible um and when we get into the game it's I don't know there's something that changes there's something like we we are so complimentary of each other yeah and um just have each other's backs against our other two friends yeah and it also speaks to like loyalty in a friendship (laughs) (laughs) because um like they said there were many debates over you know a point um there are specific aspects of the game um and rules like if the ball hits the rim for example the point is over but when there's no ref you can't always tell did that hit the rim did you hear that and we got into many debates over whether or not something was a rim or whether or not something was a pocket um, which is kind of when the ball hits the net and spews off into the wrong direction which happened a lot um, depending on how loose the net was um and that usually counts as a redo Mm -hmm. that's a pocket yeah it's out of pocket yeah (laughs) and then a rim is when it um hits the rim around the mini trampoline so to speak yeah um and that counts as a point for the other team yeah and you we really always stayed loyal to our team and um who like we would always stick with our team and always argue for whatever got our team the point um but obviously some of those plays are controversial um so we wanted to ask a few guests um what they thought of certain rules that may not be in the rule book that we uh sort of created or certain scenarios um and kind of got their take on it from a less maybe biased point of view because i'm i'm sure we were a little bit biased during the game um so yeah, we will be speaking with a few of our friends from school, um, siblings, etc. Alrighty, we're here with Church, aka Girk. Um, we all know that this would not be a Spikeball podcast without Church here because this is our team right here. Church is my teammate, and Delia and Anya usually spike together. Um, so we wanted to invite her on to get the full picture of what Spikeball means to us. Um, so, Churchy, do you want to tell the podcast what Spikeball means to you and why Why do you think you came on here? Why do you think that... 
<laughs> what what is so special about Spikeball and our dynamic that we've created from Spikeball? Well, I think to start it off, um, we weren't very close before the college. <laughs> yeah, and that's Spikeball, true. And I think Spikeball really kind of brought us together. And it was like the one thing we kind of did during COVID when um, not a, lo- a lot else was going on <laughs> going on for us to do. So I think it brought us closer. And I also think that like we developed team relationships and also mm. like a chemistry between those teams and um it just kind of fit in our in our world yeah yeah let's talk about that a little bit more you touched on like the team dynamics what would you say um is your relationship with Sarah like how is it different in and out of play yeah when you're playing spike ball how does it like change because it, it it definitely does I think Sarah and I get a uh, often passive aggressive towards each other (laughs) (laughs) but it like gets brought out in spike ball um (laughs) but I also think that like we just work well together and we really like just get things done and maybe sometimes they're like crazy plays yeah and that kind of like represents us in some way like just like a crazy thing that happened (laughs) yeah I think it like depends on the day for sure but I would say like I would argue that in real life we're a little bit more straight up with each other and a little more like passive during spike ball because we care so much about winning that we don't want like a disagreement to get in the way of that um although sometimes it does <laughs> we both yeah. know that sometimes it causes injuries as well right i think what um, do you mean by that <laughs> <laughs> well before we get into that i i was just gonna say as a third party observer of sarah and church they are very um straightforward and uh not not so serious but I guess yeah a little more serious when they're off the court and oh my god when they start playing spike ball they're like absolutely they go crazy like what church said they just like um their personalities do a 180 (laughs) um one example of that would be when Sarah (laughs) um got a little bit of an injury uh, playing spike ball with church. Would I you was like given to explain? an injury. She was okay. given an injury. It was not my fault. It was technically <laughs> your fault. <laughs> okay, so um, church, do you want to tell us about what happened Memorial Day weekend last year when we went to Delia's farm in West Virginia and we were, of course, playing spike ball as we always did whenever we had free time? Yeah, so we were just playing some spike ball and it was a really intense competition and um, we were winning, of course, as as we always are. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That. As you always are. <laughs> Last time we went, what okay. three and four? Okay. And, okay. okay. <laughs> um, and there was, uh, I think, Anya slammed the ball down, and both Sarah and I were going for it. And of course, I was closer, and I was supposed to be the one to get it, but I couldn't get it with my hand, so I tried to get it with my foot. <laughs> I, I'm gonna step in and say that you could have gotten it with your hand. You chose to get it with your foot. <laughs> All right, but you didn't have to come behind me and try and get it. <laughs> but so Sarah came behind me and tried to get it with her hand, and then I ended up kicking her hand, and that's, yeah. what, that's a sound that it made. Yeah. 
and they she both ended stopped up in their tracks <laughs> they actually heard a sound and stopped in their tracks yeah we really did and then delia went off to the bathroom and anya was laughing or something <laughs> i was given no care or attention by my Ani friends and i were celebrating our point in yeah. the meantime. <laughs> but sarah and i knew something was up and then you we came back and you ended up getting surgery right i went to the i was told by many people that it was a sprain of my finger at most. Um, the only person who disagreed with that was the doctor who said that it was a break in my hand and my finger and that I needed surgery to realign my, my hand. And bolts. Yeah, I think there were eight <laughs> pins in my hand now. Um, but of course, uh, the four of us played spike ball again that next day when my hand and finger were broken. Um, and we all were left-handed. Um, <laughs> in solidarity. In solidarity <laughs> with me. Which I think speaks for, like, our love of the game and the fact that, like, nothing gets in the way. And Church and I still are each other's teammates, and she still uses her foot in the game, which, by the way, is legal, if anyone was wondering. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, a core memory. And I, looking back, it's really funny. <laughs> The, like, months of physical therapy was not so funny, but, um, you know, now we have a story out of it, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any advice for upcoming spike ball players, or even just, like, advice in terms of, like, sports and the dynamics you can create in sports and within, like, friendships, um, especially with just like common interests and hobbies and stuff like what what do you think the importance of that is and what's your advice for people that are looking to find something that they can enjoy the way we enjoy spike ball church also plays um field hockey she is the team manager for the basketball girls basketball team um so yeah she has a bit more experience in sports and lacrosse and lacrosse as well Sorry. and tennis but y'all just don't know about that <laughs> and pickleball <laughs> pickleball as, well. Pickle as well okay yeah um, yeah well first of all know where your um teammate is so you don't accidentally kick them right and then um i'd say sports have like always been kind of part of my life and playing them has really brought me together with people that i normally wouldn't have I guess, like, in close with. And so I think when you're going into sports, just know that you're going to meet some people who you're going to love and just kind of keep an open mind because, like, it's not always about winning. I know our lacrosse team is not very good, and Sarah and I don't always win. But <laughs> Wonderful example. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it brings you closer to people, and I don't know, just being active makes – me have a clear mind and have fun I guess yeah well thank you so much for joining us today it was really great anytime that's <laughs> <laughs> Girk talk <laughs> bye Girk bye Girk okay now we're here with my brother Luke hi we're here with Luke. Right. <laughs> We're here with Aubrey. What does spike ball mean to you? Slash, why do you like it? Um, I like spike ball because it's a really like, easy to play game. And 
in college. It's a great way to meet people. There's a spike ball team, there's clubs, um, there's pickup spike ball pretty much every day when the weather's nice. So it doesn't really matter how good you are if you just want to like make meet, meet new people, something like that. It's a spiritual um, <laughs> experience that has led me to bond with people. You can say that again. <laughs> yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like spike ball because it's happy memories. Like, I play spike ball with friends. Um, I play spike ball with um, family members. And I like spike ball. And spike ball means to me because it's like... It's like kind of like a sport, but it's not like a hard sport, and you learn it really fast. What's the hardest part of spike ball for you? Um, doing those crazy hits where you have to like dive for it and stuff like that. That's like hard, but it's it makes it more fun when you pull it off. Sure. Probably keeping track of the rules because <laughs> there's a lot. Um, a lot. Stuff. <laughs> like most of it is really hard. <laughs> so, imagine this scenario. You're not playing in a flat field, you're playing somewhere with trees and houses nearby or just any sorts of obstacles. Do you think it's fair to call an obstacle, to say, oh, I couldn't get that because the tree was in the way, or do you think that's lame? I mean, if they truly are, yeah, but. I, at the same time, don't make it a habit to just make that as an excuse every time when you wouldn't have gotten it anyway or something. I think that'd be pretty lame. I think if you were really a true spike baller, you'd find a way around it. Because life presents us with obstacles and we have to overcome them. Wow. I don't think, I don't think, I mean, if it like lands on the roof, then you would not call it. Um, but like, if it's just like on the side of the house or something, or like lands on a tree, mm -hmm. I think, or like not like on top of the tree, but like that stuff, I think you can get that. How often do you call pocket? I call pocket whenever I can. Uh, you know, it's in the rules, so you should be allowed to call it whenever it actually is pocket. But um, at the same time, you should be able to play it to your advantage sometimes if you want to keep the game going you don't want to stop the play. Pretty often, because usually it messes up the point. Like, not that much. Is it fair to call pocket after trying for the ball already? If you touch the ball, then, and you hit it onto the net, then you have to keep playing, even if you call pocket. But if you, like, hesitate for a second and then call it without hitting it, that's still callable. No, that's pretty lame. Pretty lame. No, I don't think so. All right, great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Of course. Well, that's always interview. Yeah. Can you say thank you? Thank you. And we thank you too. I'll see you guys later. Thank you so much for tuning in today to our podcast about spike ball. If you have any interest in learning how to play or watching people play, um, you can come to the Spike Ball Club, which is pretty much every Wednesday or tune in to ESPN2. There's actually some like national and international spike ball tournaments that happen um, every year. And so you can always check that out on YouTube. Yeah, and if you're, um, 
um, even more interested, you can go to our show notes and check out some links, which will um, allow you to continue following Spike Ball and get some visuals for what Spike Ball is, how to play, etc. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That was out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs>